welcome to Big Happy Life, the show that's all about making conscious choices about your habits so that achieving your goals is easier and more fun. I'm your host, Natalie Britt, and this week we're talking about how to set really good goals. It's the first week in January, and if you're like most people, you have new goals. There's something really great about starting a year fresh, setting your goals and thinking about what this year is going to be for you. Fresh new years feel full of possibility, full of hope. So it kind of makes sense that most of us set goals at this time of year. Like most people, I have my goals set, but I'm conscious of the fact that setting goals isn't always enough, and there's an art to setting goals. Most of us understand the necessity to set a goal, kind of have a vision and know where we're going, but we don't always stop to think about the conscious daily habits it will take to make those outcomes materialize. So this episode forms part of a series that's about goal setting and habits in relation to those goals. Rather creatively, I've titled it the Goals and Habits series. There are six episodes, starting with this one, which is about the actual process of goal setting. In this episode, I'll talk to you about three types of goals. Outcome goals, performance goals, and process goals. Dividing your goals in this way is very common in sports psychology, and it's a process I learned whilst listening to a series of lectures by Dr. Eddie O'Connor, who presented a course titled The Psychology of Performance, How to Be the Best in Your Life. I've included a link in the show notes page, and you can also find it directly on Amazon or Audible. This week's episode will explain why having your goals divided into those three areas will help you maximize your chances of success. In next week's episode, we'll be looking at uncovering your why, getting clarity about who you are, what's important to you, why those things are important to you, and how well your goals fit in with those things. In his book, High Performance Habits, Brendan Burchard uncovers the habits of really high performers, and the first one he talks about is clarity. So if you've set yourself some lofty goals for 2019, then it's really important to gain clarity about how those things fit into your identity, your values, your perception of yourself and the things you're capable of doing, because of course that will determine how you go about achieving these goals. Episodes three to six are all about habits, how they form, what they are, why they're useful. We'll talk about keystone habits, which relate to identity. We'll talk about mini habits and we'll talk about habit loops. Depending on whether your goals are about stopping an old habit or starting a new one, different parts of that information will become more important. That's what the series holds, but back to this episode and three types of goal setting. As I said at the beginning of this episode, most of us start New Year's full of hope. You know, this year is going to be amazing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. We have these grand visions of achieving these amazing things, but we don't always think to break it down to, well, what does that mean today? Or what does that mean tomorrow? What are the skills I need? What is the knowledge I need to acquire? What are the habits I need to develop? Setting your goals under the three headings we'll cover in this episode will help you combat that. It'll help you have the vision, but also trace it back to what has to happen immediately in order to achieve that great vision. The first type of goal is an outcome goal. And most of us are familiar with these. If you've ever heard of SMART goals, S being specific, M measurable, A achievable, R relevant, and T time bound, those are outcome goals. They're about saying, okay, well, what's the big idea? Where do you want to end up? What is it that you want to be doing? What is the specific end result you're going to achieve? The likelihood is, if you've set yourself any goals for this year, you have outcome goals. One of my outcome goals for this year is that I'm launching an online course, and I want to make sure that I sell it to at least 100 people in 2019. I confess, I have juicier, more inspiring goals that I could share with you, 
but I'm going to save those for later in the series because they're much more relevant to talk about values and habit loops. And it's also quite useful to see how this process works with something quite straightforward, like a work-based goal. Other examples might be you've decided to run a marathon this year, or lose a particular amount of weight, or gain a specific promotion. Any of those sorts of things are outcome goals. It's generally accepted that making those goals smart makes it easier to achieve them because you understand specifically what it is you're trying to achieve, you have a deadline built into it, you understand how you're going to measure your success, you believe it's something you are capable of achieving and it is relevant to you and your values. Now, of course, we're going to link that to next week's episode. But before I move on, I very quickly want to go back to the A in SMART, achievable. It's important that your goal is something you can achieve, otherwise, what's the point? But it can't be something that's so easy that it doesn't actually really spur you on in any way. If I said, for example, my goal is I want to launch a course and I want to sell it to one person. Considering that at this stage, I actually don't know how to create an online course, nor do I know how to market it or reach a particular audience. So I have a lot of stuff I've got to learn along the way. And realistically, I could say, well, you know, let's start small and let's just see if I can sell it to one person and then we'll grow from there. But that doesn't fire me up. That doesn't excite me. Even a hundred, I'm playing it a bit safe, if I'm completely honest. What I really want to say is a thousand or ten thousand, but... I've chosen 100 because it's a suitably high bar for my current skill level that I've got to say, okay, I've got a huge amount of learning I'm going to have to do. Once I reach 100, the likelihood is I'll be ready to launch my second course and my goals for that one will be different. If your goal is to run a marathon, but you've downgraded it to a five kilometer fun run because you think, okay, well, let's just start with something I, I feel capable of doing now then it's worth asking, at the end of that 5k, will you feel lit up? Is that something when you imagine making it to the finish line, you go, oh my god, that's going to be amazing. And if you don't, then it's not a lofty enough goal for you. So the thing with outcome goals is they need to have some kind of aspirational quality, something that makes you go, I would feel brilliant if I made it to that. And I really want to make it to that. The next two level of goals are how you break it down. So level two goal setting is about performance goals. In sports psychology, this is about setting goals that enhance specific aspects of the athlete's performance. In life, this is about the skills and the knowledge it takes to achieve the outcome goal. So if I take my online course goal, the skills that are required are developing online courses, marketing online courses, using social media to reach a target audience, using various analytical and statistical tools to understand what people are engaging with and what they're not, and a whole host of other aspects. Now, when I break down each of those areas, there are specific skills I need to learn in order to be able to do those things. Those will become my performance goals. And what I would need to do is work backwards to say, well, which are the first pieces I need to learn? And how do I measure skill levels in each of these areas? So performance for me might involve things like learning how to use graphics, learning how to create the look and feel of an online course, learning how to use video. Once I can define the performance level and the measure of success, then I can go about learning the skill in order to develop that performance to a level that makes it more likely that I'll be able to actually achieve the outcome goal. If we look at the marathon example, a performance goal might be the 5k fun run. So you might set yourself a performance goal to say, I want to run five kilometers in this amount of time. If your goal was to lose a particular amount of weight, then the skills associated with that might be learning how to cook from scratch or 
being able to recognize the difference in the signs of hunger versus the signs of thirst or stress or some other trigger that you previously have used as a food trigger. We'll cover this in a lot more detail when we look at habit loops later in the series. Either way, now you get a sense that, okay, there's a lot of things I'm going to have to learn. There's a lot of things I'm going to have to upskill in. And for that, I need a process, which brings you to your level three goals, your process goals. What is the process you have for improving your performance? These goals are all about creating practice opportunities. So for my online course example, if I say, okay, there are eight skills I have to learn, and I therefore have eight performance goals associated with my outcome goal, and now I have to create a process that will allow me the opportunities to practice those skills and develop each of them. So really great goals have an outcome goal linked to one or more process and performance goals. You see, with most quite lofty outcome goals, there's a bar you have to move, which means your performance has to improve. But your process goals are about the habits, the day-to-day -day flow. And we spoke about that already, that the more you're doing things on a daily basis, the little things that make everyday life flow in the direction of your goals, the more likely you are to achieve them. And that's where the process goals come in. So with the marathon example, your process goals are going to be the process of practicing in order to develop your performance towards one performance goal, then the next performance goal, then the next performance goal, which ultimately leads you to your outcome goal, which is to run the marathon. Now, you might be listening to this thinking, well, hang on a minute, that's kind of obvious. Like I've set myself a marathon goal and I know I have to train and I know I have to run a couple of other distances in the meantime. So I was already doing this anyway. The difference of doing it this way and having this goal series all feeding into the outcome goal is it's much easier to spot when you are about to miss one. With an outcome goal on its own, it's much easier for us to lie to ourselves. So we wake up in the morning and we go, oh, I don't really feel like going today. It's okay. I can do it tomorrow. But when it's listed as a process goal, you're about to miss it. If you don't follow the process, you won't improve the performance, which means you won't hit the outcome goal. It's far more clearly defined and the target you're hitting is much closer to today. So it really helps sharpen focus and commitment. The clearer you get on the process and performance aspects, the more likely a successful outcome becomes. Now I should point out at this stage that this type of goal setting is for people who wanna be at the top 5% of people who do what they do. Maybe even the top one or 2% of people who do what they do. It's for exceptionally high performers as well as for people who want to take their lives from a kind of 7 or 8 out of 10 to a 9 or 10 out of 10. So this is the kind of fine-tuning, really going in for a shot at the dream life. I'm setting my goals this way because although I've achieved a lot and I have a good life, to get to the next level, I need to start paying attention to the finer, smaller things in my life, the little habits that potentially hold me back, the little lies I tell myself about what matters and what doesn't, about how I can always catch up, it'll be fine. But the truth is, it's taken me a really, really long time to start building the life I actually want. I've had these dreams and visions and goals for years, and I've taken very small steps and doubled back on myself many times over. And it's largely because I had neither the appetite nor the know-how to follow a process like this. But now that I am ready and I do have the appetite for it, this process is helping me make every day count. It's causing me to pay attention to and consider the day-to-day -day processes that, if implemented, would build a skill level that I require in order to build the business I want or be the parent I want to be. Outcome goals on their own have carried me quite a long way. But now, in order to get to that next level, to build something beyond the ordinary, 
performance and process goals will help me do that. So if you're in that same space where you've accomplished a lot, but there's still more to do, and you kind of need to change things up a little bit and really pay attention, then this might be exactly the thing that will help you do that. Because it offers a direct path towards conscious habits that, if replicated, will lead you towards the desired outcome. As we explore values and habits in the later episodes in this series, we'll keep coming back to these three types of goals and I'll give you more and more examples to help kind of get a sense of how the whole thing all fits together. Next week, we'll focus on values and gaining clarity about what yours are and how they affect your day-to-day habits and choices and how those determine the likelihood of success for your outcome goals. In the meantime, if you have any comments or questions, you can post those on the show notes pages, which you'll find at bighappylife.co.uk and bighappylife.blog, or you can email me directly at bighappylife6 at gmail.com. As a new podcast, reviews mean everything. So if you're enjoying the show and you're finding it useful, please leave a review on whatever podcast app you use. And if you'd like to be notified every time a new episode is published, simply click the subscribe button in whatever app you're using. And that'll ensure new episodes pop up as soon as they're published and ready for you to listen to. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening.